This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Very excited about this time that we have in the world right now from a building your practice standpoint. You know, we've been inundated with requests for PPP loans. How do we calculate it? How do we calculate forgiveness? We've got all sorts of new legislation going on. So the question is, here's, here's the key question. When do we contact our clients? When do we do it? Do we, are, are we just so reactive and so taking on the questions that keep coming at us that we never have time to actually reach out to our clients? So today, what we're going to discuss is when and how to reach out to clients and how to make sure that we have time to reach out to clients because that's one of the big challenges we have when we have clients bombarding us all the time with all the, these questions. So normally, let's, let's take a normal situation. Okay, we are anything but normal. Okay, you can call it a new normal, but I, I, I don't think it's a normal at all. So historically, what would we have done? Well, we just react, right? We are a profession of, we're, we're a profession of reaction. That's what we are. CPA profession is a profession of reaction. When a client calls, we respond. Uh, we're gonna be right on it when the client calls, but until the client calls, we're doing our work. We are so involved in doing our work that sometimes we forget that we're in business. We're so involved in doing our work that sometimes I think we forget that we're actually in business and that we have customers. And our customers, we call clients, of course, and what would the client want us to do, okay? There's that old, you know, what would Jesus want us to do? Let's think about what would our clients want us to do? If you were the client, what would you want? What, what's your expectation? What would you prefer if you had a choice? Let me ask you this. If you had a choice of working with somebody who always was focused on the past, and only reacted to problems as they came up or challenges as they came up and never looked towards the future, never, never thought about planning or anything else, but just focused on the past. How would you feel about that compared to what if your whole entire focus was on the future of the client? about being proactive and helping the client and assisting the client. If you were the client, how would you feel? You have two CPA firms that you're choosing from, right? You're, you're choosing from two. One is really good at the history, really good at documentation, really good at documenting the, the uh, accounting, the bookkeeping, making sure that everything is correct in order to give it to the government and to the bank. Okay, there's a sleep at night benefit to be able to have that, right? So there's a benefit, and that's why we've done it. And then you have a different firm that you go to because they are looking towards your future. They're looking at, they're always coming up with ideas. They're always coming up with ways to improve your bottom line. So they're still maintaining your history. They're still maintaining the I dotting and T crossing that you expect from an accountant. But on top of that, they're really, their focus is the future. Their focus is your future. And how can they help you with your future? 
which one would you choose? Well, I think all of us would choose the one who does both. Okay, nobody wants us somebody that just looks at the future. And we don't want an accountant. We would never want an accountant who just looked at the future and never made sure the past was taken care of. We really can't move to the future until we've taken care of the past. So we need both. Well, how do you do that? Well, first of all, one of the challenges that I think most CPA firms have is I think as a general rule, we're understaffed. As a general rule, we're understaffed. Now, why are we understaffed? Because we can't afford to staff up. And why can't we afford to staff up? Because we don't charge enough money for our services. Well, why don't we charge enough money for our services? Because we really don't provide something that the client believes is of terrific value. We provide something that's a commodity, right? We're historians, that's a commodity. To, to, to do bookkeeping, to take care of historical financial statements, take care of historical uh, tax returns, that's a commodity in the world's eye. Okay, maybe not in your eye, but in the world's eye, that's a commodity, it's interchangeable, and so you have to compete on price, right? So you've been competing on price, but because you've been competing on price, you cannot compete on value. You can't compete on both, right? Choose price or value. Well, if I choose value, then how does that change my entire view of my clients and my firm? If I choose value. Now, is there value? Do we still have to do the histor historical work? Absolutely. Okay. However, the value comes in the work that brings money in to the clients. The clients are looking at this as an investment. Here's a question. Do your clients... Ask yourself this, do your clients look at you as an investment or an expense? An asset or an expense? An asset that's gonna produce long-term results or an expense that they're trying to minimize that expense? That's a good question. That's one that we ought to be asking ourselves every single day. So how do we shift that? If we wanna shift from an expense to an asset, if we really want to be an investment instead of something somebody's trying to minimize if, what, if, what if we had clients who actually wanted to maximize our time, who were dying to get to talk to us? Well, that happens when you focus on the future of the client. When you focus on how do I help you become a better service provider, product provider, whatever it is, by analyzing your numbers, by analyzing what you do. We're still numbers people, okay? We're still numbers people. We're not lawyers, we're not doctors. We're numbers people, but we're the best numbers people in the world. So we can take those numbers because we understand them. It's a whole language to us. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who's a friend and client of mine, and he, he admits that he's a client, so it's not a secret. And he, he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many of you have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But what he's always saying, he says, Tom, he says, numbers are a language to you, aren't they? And I said, absolutely. And he doesn't do well with numbers. Numbers are very confusing to him. But numbers are a language to us. It's our language. It's the language of accountants. Well, we have this advantage. So we can take those numbers and we can do something with them. We can analyze them. We can say, well, what if you did this? You could do this. You could do this. You could do this. We think it's obvious. A lot of things we do, we think, oh, this is just obvious. Well, it's not obvious to our clients. So that brings me back to when do we talk to our clients? 
we made a decision at the beginning of this pandemic that we would reach out to our clients on a regular basis. We would not wait for them to call. We knew they were going to call. So we just reached out to them and said, here, let's talk. You have questions about the PPP loan. You have a question about the new law. You have a question about your net operating loss carryback, whatever it is. That's fine. We're, we're going to set up a time to talk about it. Okay. We're going to set up a time to talk about it. Feel free to call us anytime, but we'll also take the time to set up. We'll make sure that we're calling you. So I'm, I go down my client list. Now I don't have thousands of clients. Those of you who do, I hope you have many, many, many partners and managers who can manage those thousands of clients. Okay. I have like 50 clients. So I'm looking down my list of clients. I'm going, okay, who's likely to be most challenged? And I start there. So start with who could you, you know, looking at your clients. Now I know my clients really well. They all have my cell phone number. Every one of my clients has my cell phone number. I am happy to share that with them. They all have my direct email address. They have my, my cell phone number. And most importantly, they have the cell phone number of my assistant because they know that if they're going to get on my calendar, really the best way to do that is to talk to my assistant. Well, that's the communication we've established, right? So I may say, reach out to my assistant and she'll schedule something for us. Okay. Or I'll reach out to my assistant. I'll say, would you please schedule something with so-and-so just set up a chat. Okay. Now we think, well, wait a minute. If we're, we're spending the time on our phone, if we're calling our clients, we don't have time to do the, the, the real work. Right. I'm, right. You know what I'm talking about? We don't have time to do the real work. So question is, what's your real work? Right. If your real work is preparing tax returns, you're going to get what you're going to get paid for your real work. If your real work is taking care of your clients, you're going to get paid for that. Well, let me tell you from absolute experience. Okay. I started out doing a lot of historical stuff. I did bookkeeping when I first started my firm. Clients will pay more for analysis than they will for historical work. They'll pay more for analysis than historical work. It's more valuable to them because it brings them more money. If you can show them how to reduce their taxes, that's more valuable to them than preparing an accurate tax return. If you can show them how to uh, increase their cash flow from their business. That's more valuable than preparing historical financial statements or audited financial statements. So which are you? M make that decision. If you really want better clients, which always leads to a better practice. And I guarantee you, um, having been through all this, I've been doing this 40 years. I've had my own CPA firms for over 25 years. When, when we have a better practice, we have a better life. Okay. So that's why that literally why our tagline is better, better clients, better practice, better life. Cause one leads to the other. So you're going, wait a minute. How do I pick up the phone? I, I've got all these people calling me all the time. Well, again, don't be understaffed. If you need to invest a little money and staff up, do that. Even if it reduces your profits for a, a, a six month period of time. It's worth it. Okay. On top of that, develop some systems. Now we have a whole set of systems, wealth building network. We have a whole set of systems and we're constantly developing new systems. Why is that? Because systems allow us to do things more efficiently 
and more effectively. So not only are we do we do them faster, but we actually do them better because we're more consistent. We're doing the same thing over and over and over again. So what I'm suggesting is, look, there's some, we have an opportunity to improve our practice. And we have a real opportunity during this time of crisis, um, economic crisis um, and uh, health crisis to really take it's time to assess where we are, okay? And who are we? And really, we can change who we are. The, the people who are going, I was, I was presenting at a seminar yesterday, and they asked, they said, what, what, are, what actions are you taking? What actions do people need to take? I said, there are two things people need to do. I said, first of all, they need to maintain and, and increase their cash flow because we don't know what's coming. But second of all, what they really need to do is they need to innovate, okay? Now, innovation for you may simply be calling a client instead of waiting for them to call you. That's a, what we call a pivot, right? Where we're pivoting to something different than what we've normally done. And if we call a client, let's say that you call a client, you spend 15 minutes on the phone. You are not going to build them for that time. They did not ask you to call them. So you're not going to build them for that time. You know, oh, it's non-billable time. Yeah. Guess what? It's called business development. Okay. Now, when you call them, what's going to happen? They're going to tell you what's going on in their life. First of all, you're going to absolutely add to your goodwill bank, right? So you're going to build up that bank because, wow, my accountant calls me, right? I mean, so-and-so, she called me right? And, and was, was talking to me about how I can do something different with this PPP loan. Did you know that it just went to 24 weeks instead of eight weeks? You know, and, and what about this EIDL loan, the Main Street loan, and all these other things that are coming up? Okay, and what, what's going to happen in the future? So you're calling them and listening. Okay, so when we call a client, what do we do? We spend the time listening. That's the purpose of the call. Is so that we can find out what's going on in their life. Here's what will happen 90% or more of the time. They will ask you to do more work. And the work they ask you to do will not be historical work. It will be work to help them with their current situation and their cash flow. That is worth more to them. You will be able to bill your consulting, good consulting rates for that. Now what are you going to do? You're going to say, that's great. I no problem doing that. That's going to take, you know, if that's going to take five minutes. You say no charge. Again, put you're, you're building up your goodwill bank. Let's say it's going to take you a couple of hours. Okay, so um, Mr. Jones, uh, that's going to take me uh, two to three hours. So that's going to run in the neighborhood of five hundred dollars to do that. Are you okay with that? And they'll either say yes or no. But you won't wonder, will you? You won't wonder, can I bill for this? Because you will have asked. Then here's what you're going to do. After that call, you're going to send an email saying, Mr. Jones, it was great talking to you. Here's, here's what I understood we were talking about, and here's what I understand you'd like me to do. And as I mentioned, I think this will run about $500. Are you still okay with that? Okay, because here's what we'd like. We'd like something in writing. Why not? You want to confirm, A, that you're understanding the project properly, 
and B, that your understanding, they didn't just say, yeah, 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 they really did mean, yeah, I'm okay with a $500 charge, okay, or $1,000 charge, or $2,000 charge, whatever it's gonna cost, right? You're, you're no, at that point, you're no different than the mechanic, the car mechanic, who gives you an estimate, says, here's what I think needs to be done, do you want me to do it? Now, sometimes you're gonna say yes and sometimes no. Most of the time, car mechanic tells you you need this and this done, you're gonna say yes. Every once in a while, you're gonna say no, and, um, and, and sometimes you're just gonna go, oh, that is just ridiculous price, so I'm gonna shop it around, right? So we have to know what we're doing. We have to know what our, our time is, what our pricing is. What, what we don't want to do is say, this is going to take two to three hours and it ends up taking 10 hours. Now, what happens if that happens? Still not the end of the world. Say, Mr. Jones, as you recall, I said this was going to take two to three hours. Here's the snag we've run into. It looks like we've got all these different court cases and we need to look at all these court cases. And I'm telling you court cases because that's what I do, right? As I do tax, uh, tax planning. So uh, we've seen, I, I've looked at all these, I've seen that there's a bunch of court cases. For me to really get you a, the right answer, it's gonna take me some more time, which is gonna cost more money. Are you okay with that? Or would you like to just stop with my preliminary findings? Okay, I can give you my preliminary findings. We'll stick within the $500. I'm so sorry. I, I completely did not know that there was all this other stuff here that I didn't know was here. Okay, so I find clients very understanding when we're up front with them. This is all about communication. If you notice, every, what we're talking about here is communication. We're talking about do we communicate on a reactive basis or a proactive basis? Do we communicate about the, about the past or the future? Okay, how do we use what we've done for the past? Do we, do we turn that into something for the future? So this is all about what kind of a CPA firm are you? What type of a person are you? What is your brand, right? What's your position in the marketplace? Are you a historian like most CPAs? Most CPAs, seriously, this is a profession that sits back on its heels and reacts all the time. Or are you looking forward and pressing forward? Are you facing, this, facing towards the sun or away from the sun? Okay, so you know you use all the analogies in the world, but what it comes down to is talk to your clients. Call your clients. And when they call you, be grateful they're calling you because if they're not calling you, guess what? They're either wondering and, and, and not willing to call you because they're worried about the bill, or they're calling me. Seriously. We have, over a, we have over 120 scheduled inbound calls a week. Wealthability for people looking for one of our network members' firms. Literally, 120 a week. They're calling us. They would not be calling us if the CPAs who they were with already, because these are people already have a CPA, they would not be calling us if the CPAs, their CPA were calling them. Just consider, they would not be calling us if you were calling them. So again, let's just finish. What, what do we need to do? We have to choose. Are we historians or futurists? Are we gonna look at the past or are we gonna look at the future? Which one are we focusing on? Now we gotta do both. We need to do both, but where's our focus, okay? Do we, are we reactive or proactive? Do we wait for the clients to call 
or do we call them? And then the third one is, do we wait until we absolutely can't put another hour on our staff before we hire somebody? Or do we hire ahead of time? Do we hire ahead of time and create the systems? Let's say you hire somebody, hire somebody, and let's say they don't have enough to do. Have them create the system. Or have somebody who's already been there create the system and this person can do their work. Right? So when you when you have more people, put them to work. Okay? So yeah, you have so many, we have so many opportunities to do so much in our profession. And my wish for you is that you figure out exactly your position in the marketplace. You figure out exactly how you want to serve your clients and pick up the phone and call them because your clients deserve it. They deserve to hear from you. They deserve your analysis, not just your historical work. And when you do that, you're always going to have better clients, a better practice, and a better life. See you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.